Here are the highlights from the latest episode of Free Talk Live. Visit freetalklive.com for the full episode. And among the things that has been driven crazy by COVID-19 is the just the American population in general. Apparently, 82% of people are now wanting a monthly stimulus check. Woo! Free money! But I mean... Yeah! Well, free to me money. Yeah, but did you doubt that, you know... I doubted it would be that high. Really? Yeah. Why? 82%. Because I didn't think 82% of people were that stupid. You think that there's economic literacy in the United States? I don't think there's much literacy of any type in well, the I mean, United States. Well, I mean, there's literacy. States, they but... can read. Well, okay. Most but... people can read pretty well. I mean, they're at least fair enough. Well, then they, they should read. read an economics book. <laughs> <laughs> well, I... The only economics I was ever... Let me put quotes around that. The only economics I was ever exposed to... Uh, was the government economics class that I was forced to take in government school that taught me that inflation was a rise in prices. Yeah, which isn't correct. No. <laughs> that's, that's just a rise in prices, right? Inflation, uh, one of the, the common sort of side effects is a rise in prices. But right. inflation is an increase in the money supply. They didn't talk anything about that. They didn't talk about you know the money system or anything in regards to that. Yeah, I mean, but you would think so eighty two percent, so you this has to be some conservatives if this was if this is an accurate poll. The boulevard has been debased for almost two decades heavily. They have done it so bad that they've actually had to rebrand the boulevard to relaunch to essentially try to fool people now obviously there's some people who figured it out right like there's plenty sure. of people in venezuela who know they're the boulevard's worth a you know not even worth a paper it's printed on so they know it's not worth much but maduro's still sitting pretty in office and he's still fat okay so he's still eating pretty well so <laughs> yeah, don't you don't you love fat dictators the, right kim jong-un i'm thinking the first time they debased the, the late currency kim jong-un oh yeah he's been replaced right uh, it seems that way by his stunt double maybe but in this case, uh, they knocked three zeros off when they went from the Boulevard to the Boulevard Fuerte. And I forget which year that was. So it they was... just added a suffix to it and was like, hey, it's a new currency now. Fuerte is strong in Spanish. So uh-huh. it means strong Boulevard. Okay? okay. When in point of fact, it was actually weaker, right? Because Obviously. it had weakened to the point where they had to take three zeros off, which would mean the thousand Boulevard note became a one Boulevard note. Imagine that. Right, we don't even have enough zeros on our dollars to you know make it possible from you know from a hundred. Yeah, that would make a hundred dollar bill a one cent. You know that that's what that's what the kind of yeah you know massive change we're talking about here. Seventy six percent of self identified Republicans and eighty four percent of self identified Democrats believe that the U S should consider universal health care. Now that's more than three fourths of Republicans. Wow. Being essentially on board with universal <laughs> health care. So much for the small government Republicans, huh? It, it They hate the Affordable Care Act, which I, I get it. It's an awful thing. Everything the, yeah. Everything the government does is an awful, broken mess. But if it was Trump care, there you go. then they'd be behind <laughs> there it. There you go. Well, I mean, have any of these people not seen the VA? Do they know nothing? Maybe that's the 25% or whatever that uh, aren't in favor of it. Well, and the 16% of Democrats. That's terrifyingly Mm -hmm. small. 63%, uh, not broken down by affiliation, says that student loans should not have to be paid now. 
55% say that mortgage and rent payments should be frozen during COVID-19. How come nobody ever asks about property taxes? How come these these polls don't ask, should we freeze property tax payments? For sure. You would think that if they were going to suspend, you know, rent and all of these other things, that it would also include suspending property taxes. They're talking about, apparently, and Conan, you might have heard about this, that here in New Hampshire and Keene, where we are, there's supposedly a discussion amongst the city council about putting a hold on interest on unpaid property taxes. I think the town that I run mail in, just north of us, a little yuppie town, I think the people there are just crazy. I think the whole town is crazy. Are they more likely to wear masks or something? Like, they were. Your... I was. I was passing joggers with masks. Why? Bi- 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 bicyclists. Everyone in their cars. That sounds like a really bad plan. People to... sitting out in their yards, out in the middle of the woods, with, with their masks, masks on. on. I think. I think it's just that town. I think that I, I'm. So my optimism. But is coming Keene back. It's like a lefty town. You would think you'd see more of it in Keene there's because a, yeah, there's, but there's a lot of but there's so much rebellious spirit. There are here. there are some New Hampshire. There's some definitely yeah. some re- some rebels in uh, in Keene. Okay, I'm thinking especially the downtown uh, well, areas. My point about Thirsty Owl though was that you know that's not a huge capacity for a building their size. If we had been allowed to seat inside, there would have been no problem with every separate party maintaining social distancing. True. But because His Excellency King Sununu, in his infinite wisdom, said we had to all be cramped into this 25 by 25 square foot space, we were all right next to each other. Did you see the meme uh, that has two photos, top and bottom? One is like a camper at a campground alone, and then beneath that is a Walmart parking lot. Yeah, exactly. And the, the top one says, not okay. And the bottom says, okay, you know, who's making these decisions? I just wanted to uh, add to the conversation about uh, the masks. I think very much it's um, fear in everyone and very much adds a, adds to the illusion of security that the, wearing the masks, they, they make some feel safe, even though, even if it's irrational to wear them, like if they're jogging or running or their bikes so i think uh, it's very much uh who are afraid and conditioned to be afraid what worries me is the sanctimonious aspect of it you know i imagine these people sitting out in their backyards by themselves wearing these masks you know just just feeling good about themselves like they're doing something positive the for very, society the very definition of virtue signaling Yes. It makes them feel good, and it makes them feel good amongst their peers. I'm doing something. I helped. I changed my avatar, my Facebook avatar. (laughs) I'm wearing my face mask. And they hate you if you don't Mm. signal their virtue. What I have seen the last two weeks, most definitely, this new move from the Democrats, from the left-leaning people out there to to wear your masks and and to mandate it and to shame everyone around them who isn't, the reason it has gone to this far is because they have, in their minds, decided that the right-leaning people are against it. Mm-hmm. So this is politics right now. This I is, haven't this experienced has, any mask shaming. I mean, th- there have been a few people who have like filed reports at a, about me at work and other people who aren't wearing masks. But I mean, those are just Karens. Are you right? hold on? Are you excluding the hecklers that shouted at us at uh, the, the sign holdings that we've done? 
Because I'm pretty okay. sure there was at least That's, one okay, or two yeah. people there that were like, <laughs> wear your mask, blah, blah, blah. I think that happened. You're a murderer, Aria. You well, want to kill, you want to kill can old stay women. The hell at home. And that's the point. <laughs> if you're really afraid, because there's plenty of elderly folks who they're like, I just want to live. I just want to go out. You know, we've had them call this show. They've called yeah. and they've said they think this is all ridiculous and they're willing to take the risks. So if somebody's afraid of what might happen, they should stay home. It is not our responsibility to change our life, to restrict our freedom because somebody out there is scared. I, I forget who said it, but uh, it was a great line, and I wish I could give credit to whoever it's due, but your freedom, or excuse me, my freedom doesn't end, or rather freedom doesn't end where your fear begins. You don't have to put my in front of it. So just freedom doesn't end where your fear begins. I love that one. It's a good one. Yeah. Now, but let's think about this realistically, though, that the, your, your cashier or your supermarket mm-hmm. worker who's wearing his mask to protect old grandma... Well, they're wearing it because they're told to. Yeah, but if you've ever just, I went in Home Depot the other day, and I was watching some cat walking back and forth. He was the cart guy, a worker. Okay. And every time he was far enough away, he would he would reach up, pull his mask down, so he could breathe. Right. And I've seen the cashiers, the tellers. I've seen them all doing this. Yep. They're touching their faces. They're touching their masks every twenty seconds, mm-hmm. and then they're going back to handling money and handing sure. it to you. So, so <laughs> basically, show. so yeah, they may be a a systematic. Uh huh. But they've got this. They've got this uh, piece of cloth on their face that they're spitting into all day long, oh, yeah. and it's just it's just a Gross. it's just a germ bag. And what's going on with the USD? Because uh, I know you had something related to that, and how you know just money in general is being screwed around with in unheard of ways for the United States. Yeah, um, I'm not. I've never used Kitco's services before. I can't speak to whether they're any good or not. But they're sort of one of those gold companies. They're known for providing gold, you know, prices, spot prices, things like that. Okay. Uh, Frank Gistra is the author of this opinion piece feature, uh, featured at Kitco.com, titled "The U.S. Dollar: The Final Act." The final act. The unthinkable is becoming ever more likely. The end of U.S. dollar dominance and the beginning of some new form of global monetary system will soon be upon us. It was bound to happen at some point. The story of reserve currencies is long and stretches back far into ancient times. But as modern history shows, the average lifespan of reserve assets is around 100 years. Uh, He says the end is always caused by overspending on wars, overconsumption, excessive debt, and easy credit. Sound familiar? I was asked about this. Sounds very familiar, yes. In an interview last summer, and my response was that while it's inevitable, the decline of the U.S. dollar was still many years away. Of course, that was before COVID-19, the COVID-19 pandemic, and the U.S. fiscal and monetary response to the crisis that it created. He says, I started writing about this eventuality back in 2001 when the first signs of the kind of monetary and fiscal behavior that would lead to ever-increasing moral hazard became evident. I said then that rising deficits coupled with tax cuts and artificially low interest rates were setting the stage for financial accident. We got that in spades with the 2008 financial crisis. Despite its devastation, we were spared a depression similar to the aftermath of the 1929 crash because the Fed printed a lot of new money to create a floor to underpin the economy. But there's eventually a price to pay for all that money printing, and others, such as famed hedge fund manager Ray Dalio, voiced the same concerns. To soothe soothe this uneasiness, the Fed assured the public that this was only a temporary policy, (laughs) and that as soon as the economy stabilized, they would normalize interest rates and take all the extra money out of the system. 
Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's always temporary. They never did, he says. Last year, I wrote two articles warning my readers that we were in the near-term danger of another financial accident. And I don't know if calling it an accident, yeah, accident is really is the right is not the term. right word. This is bland. Uh, he says, so what might trigger the next crisis? And why? So he said this at the time. So what might trigger the next crisis? And why won't we have the tools we had in 2008 to prevent a total collapse? The next crisis can start out of nowhere. It can be triggered by the failure of a financial institution, a made-at-home political crisis, or a serious geopolitical event. Anything that removes the cloak of confidence that the entire financial system is based on. Unquote. You know, all three of us in the room, I'm pretty sure, have believed for at least several years that the United States dollar was doomed. I mean, just based on economics and history, all all government currencies eventually die. Every one yes. of them. Yeah. And I mean, that which isn't a bizarre prediction. Every government eventually dies. Every nation eventually dies. And, you know, th- there may become <sighs> a this new one. happen one. already? Every culture eventually dies. Might take a little longer than a government mm-hmm. or a nation, but yeah, mm-hmm. even cultures go away, go far, far away. Well, this one's overstated. It's welcome. Yes, I, I would agree entirely. <laughs> and because of all of the inflation that's happening right now, because the that's all the government knows how to do. Right when it whenever it has a problem, all it knows how to do is Borrow. spend money. And because it's the United States government, it spends debt, which isn't money. But don't mm-hmm. tell the government that. Well, it is for them. I mean that's what a fe- well. that's what a note is, right? A note is not just something you pass in elementary school to somebody. A note is evidence of debt. When you borrow money from somebody, you write a note, right? There's a note that says that the Federal Reserve note is evidence of debt. That's you know, what you have. Which is why wallet. Bitcoin is so much better. Hey Daily Digest listeners, this is Riley Blake. I enjoy Free Talk Live, and I know you do too, but finding time to listen to an entire episode isn't always easy, so I produce the Daily Digest. I appreciate those of you who have supported me on Patreon and sent Bitcoin to me to thank me for producing these digests. For those who wish to support me on Patreon, visit patreon.com slash crblake86. If you wish to send Bitcoin, visit patreon.com slash crblake86. 86 for those details. That's patreon.com slash crblake86. Thank you. If the government continues to be able to pay off these treasury bills, then the person who buys them will profit. Will make the yeah, it's, an inv- it's an investment right. interest. Okay. Right. So it's like buying a government bond. That's right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, basically. Um, except when you run out of people, when everybody's like... That's like giving the crackhead money yeah, to go buy more crack with. The reason they do it, though, is because they're not like the crackhead. They can tax, right? The, the crackhead's ah, got to yeah. go out and steal some crap in order to... you know, Well, the, well, government, the government does, too. <laughs> sure, but, but the, the crackhead's going to get shot. But the government has an army That's at, right. its, at its, at its right. beck and call. So the government will generally pay its treasury bonds and such back. So as he says, unless and oh yeah, oh yeah, unless until until they, they until they print that uh, mint that uh, two trillion dollar yeah, coin. Right. Oh, here and you go, China. Here's your anything. here's your money back. Right. <laughs> as I said a decade ago, the day would come the Fed would that's the Federal Reserve would be the buyer of U.S. government debt of last resort. And by the way, that's their role. That's one of the things the Federal Reserve does. And ultimately, he says the only buyer. All of that debt and the concurrent money printing is indistinguishable as the debt is being monetized regardless. These decisions are being made with zero regard to future consequences. The objective is the same, 
to avoid drowning at any cost, even if it means pulling the lifeboat under with everyone in it. Judging by the rally in in equities since the Fed took action, at least they will save the stock market, which should make the 1% happy for the moment. I don't think we have seen the beginning of defaults and insolvencies in corporate America yet. I think he's right about that. Everything that's happening right now have all happened uh, before in the recent history. In in the last century, around the 1800s after World War I, the same thing happened in Germany. But that's not what I'm talking about. Here's what I'm talking about. Now we didn't. We said the coronavirus kills older people and people in, that are infirm, right? It didn't affect the kids. Well, now they come out with a more vicious virus that attacks uh, young kids. So what they're doing is, is they're pressing things into a corner. They're, you guys talk about you want to get rid of uh, public education. They're going to do that right now. Man, I hope so. That- they're going to do it. You're going to see the results of it real soon. Why would they get rid of government to... education? It's a huge boon of money to the uh, the local governments. It's, I mean, Conan was talking about money. it earlier. It's like 60 to 70% of the tax b- uh, burden. Out yeah, here. those unions are never going to give it up. It, 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 you, no, it used to be uh, 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 half of our tax budget here in the state of Indiana. But mm-hmm. you know what happened? What? Property tax caps. What that means is. The burden of taking care of the operation and uh, building funds for the public schools or a common school system, which is the districts, that tax burden was shifted to the backs of people. So, Conan, you finally took a break from gardening and started watching a new television series. Well, you don't expect me to be out in the yard gardening at uh, 9 o'clock at night, do you? Well, even though though we kind of have sunlight, look, it's just getting dark now. Isn't that neat? Uh, no, yeah, I had to take a break and uh, and escape. I'm not playing any video games this month, so uh, mm-hmm. I, I I found another outlet, and that was in the TV series uh, produced by FX, Legion. Uh, it's got an 8.3 out of 10 on IMDb. It is basically, uh, uh, it's a show based on a Marvel superhero, which mm-hmm. I was never, I never heard of. Mm-hmm. I was not aware of at all. In what fact, attracted you to it? I think it just came up in my uh, recommendations. Uh, I was watching American Gods a little while ago, and I think it happens to have a little – some of the things coincide and whatnot. Uh, so I just saw it and uh, decided to, to, to grab it. Now, are you one of the uh, Marvel fans? Do you watch all the Marvel I do movies? watch them all, but the good news is if you're not, mm-hmm. I think you could, get, you could watch this because okay. it doesn't really have the X-Men vibe. It's not a real – it's not – doesn't have the whole superhero vibe. Mm. Man, do we have a stupid story here. Uh-oh. A Nebraska woman has filed a lawsuit against all homosexuals. Well, it's 2020, COVID season. People are going crazy. Well, I think she was probably crazy before COVID. Probably. So coming to Ace us from- dismissed, lack of standing. But I'd love to hear the uh, the argument. You think that, yeah, I mean, that's probably, yeah. The, the whole thing is just bizarre, though. <laughs> so, coming to us from NBC News, a Nebraska woman identifying herself as the ambassador for plaintiffs, God and his son, Jesus Christ. All right. Is suing all homosexuals on earth for breaking religious and moral laws. So, God <laughs> is suing its own creation. Yes. Right? Because presumably, if you believe in the Christian God, you must believe that God created homosexuals, right? 
Well, I think they probably jumped through some mental gymnastics to blame the devil or, uh. or because they've never read the book of Isaiah or the book of Job because they're Christians and they don't know what's in the Bible. <laughs> but this same God also flooded the whole globe in order to kill off all of the sodomites, the sinners. The sinners. Sylvia and Driscoll, 66, of Auburn, Nebraska, <laughs> ask in a seven-page, neatly handwritten petition wow. that U.S. District Judge John M. Gerard decide once and for all whether homosexuality is or isn't a sin. Now, <laughs> It blows my and that that was the reason I brought this in, not just the stupidity of it, but this supposed Christian uh, woman is going to a human judge <laughs> and asking this human judge to, to decide declare. to declare whether or not something is a sin. Oh, she's lady. not going to her priest. Yeah, it doesn't work like that. Well, isn't this how the Karens of the world operate? They go to the manager. Well, it's how the religious of the world operate, sure. I mean, for the, or the Christians in the United mm. States. For them, the state and Christianity have just merged, merged into this yeah. entity where, of course, the district judge here is best suited to declare whether or not something is a sin. Because well, they swear the, on a Bible, right? Yeah, and in the courts. state is their god. Although I've never seen the Bible get brought out in uh, in court in New Hampshire, yeah, they do don't you? they don't do that anymore. Do they do maybe, it in maybe like the, maybe in the south? Courts? Yeah, maybe in the south, but yeah, not here. Know. I've been to court in the south, and I never, never swore saw on the Bible. And evidently, uh, the government has decided that you don't have the the right to not be injected against your will. Is that correct, Conan? It sounds to me like this particular lawyer, uh, Dershowitz. Claims that it's one of OJ's lawyers, remember OJ's that? Trump's lawyer and OJ's lawyer. Mm -hmm. uh, he claims, uh, according, I'm sure there's uh, nothing insidious about that. According to uh, court presidents uh, uh, in the his in our in our past, claims that you cannot, uh, you have to submit to a forced vaccination. If, now, when they're talking the about precedents, do they mean like being able to bar you from public schools and crap like that if you're not vaccinated? Well, I mean, there or has do they been... mean that the government can literally come to your door, kick it in, and inject you with something against your will? If the authorities decide that you are a risk to the community, you can be taken from your home, driven to a clinic, and forcibly stabbed with a needle of whatever vaccine they decide is uh, what's going to prevent you from being a threat to society. Now, don't they use uh, this same sort of thing at uh, DUI checkpoints to forcibly draw people's blood? I'm not sure how common that is um, at DUI checkpoints. I want to warn you guys that uh, when the so-called uh, second wave of coronavirus hits uh, around, the around the fall, I think it's important that we all stock up on canned goods now because when the media blows it up, uh, everybody's going to be in, in panic mode at the supermarkets and the food is going to run out and it's just going to be hell on earth. So I think it's important that you guys as well stock up. You know, I want I want to see you guys that live on and survive this pandemic. Good advice. Thanks, Jeff. And toilet paper. Don't forget the toilet paper. Yes, all that. Please, guys. It's very important. Well, it's critically important now, for sure to stockpile massive amounts of toilet paper. Now, now, truly, Joe, how do you feel about the second wave, and are and do you even think it's coming? And how are you? And how are you planning for it? Listen, man, I've been watching a lot of prep videos, 
I, I've been watching a lot of prep videos on YouTube, and I, and you know what? I hate it or love it, but even Alex Jones has been uh, telling the truth about this. Don't you guys agree that Infowars has been uh, you know, on point with everything going on? I, I don't know if Alex Jones, Alex Jones ever being on point with anything. Alex Jones is controlled opposition. You mean Bill Hicks. Controlled opposition. Uh, I think I think yeah. a lot of what he says over the years is true, but uh, he's such a he's such an idiot. He's such a over <laughs> overhyped individual. Uh, you know. Well, did you see the video of his Y two K invasion, whatever, where he was broadcasting for over like the course of fifteen minutes about how he was seeing Russians invading the United States and stuff like that, just obviously fabricating the stuff out of thin air, right? So a top lawyer, uh, the guy who defended Trump during his Senate impeachment trial, believes that the Constitution grants the government power to vaccinate citizens against their will. Speaking with Crowdsource the Truth host Jason Goodman over the weekend, Harvard professor Alan Dershowitz said the public safety outweighs any private liberty concerns of U.S. citizens who do not wish to be vaccinated for the coronavirus. Wasn't Dershowitz buddies with Jeffrey Epstein? That weren't they all buddies with mm-hmm. Jeffrey Epstein? Every damn one of them, Gates, Trump, Biden, Clinton, all of them. They're all in it. Bunch of psychopathic pedophiles. Let me put it very clearly. You have no constitutional right to endanger the public and spread disease, even if you disagree, <laughs> he said. I think he's wrong. I think I do have the constitutional right to endanger the public. The problem is I can't do that without equally endangering myself. So why would I? Right. Yeah, well, I don't know if, if the Constitution addresses that. But I, I would mean, argue that I have the right. Constitution is a set of rules for the government to follow. Mm, the yeah. Constitution is supposed to be, you know, they don't follow it. They don't care. It's, uh, it's but, just in their, well, it's not in their way any longer. It might have been 100 yeah. years ago, but it's not really been a problem for them coming up with all these wacky decisions no and i don't know what he's basing his claim that it's constitutional on you don't believe that whole separation of powers claptrap do you well it's part of the constitution my friend so what they don't care they don't and that's the thing and the sad thing about it is a lot of people don't care because they're sheep they're sheeple and it's sad so what good is the Constitution if it has no mechanism for forcing the government to actually abide the Constitution? Because, I mean, well, right now we're, we're, in a, we're in a state of affairs where governors are effectively legislating with these executive orders, these emergency orders about who can and can't be open. That's correct. But, you know, it's, it's like I said before. Get busy living or get busy dying. And uh, if there's enough of us out there doing the things that we're supposed to do, they don't have enough uh, cops and uh, uh, to, to stop us. That much yeah, is that's true. That's very true, sir. And it doesn't so take a whole you lot. Do is you got to go out there and you got to assert your rights and uh, and make them uh, pull a gun on you. Well, I mean, it's not not comfortable <laughs> when that happens, but uh, you're not wrong. You you know, people do need to assert their rights. I'm actually working on a piece at freekeen.com blog post all about this, about how uh, business owners need to reopen. They just need to go out there and and do what they want to do, reopen the way they think is best without asking for permission, without jumping through all these arbitrary hoops. Well, if you don't like the authorities currently in charge, Ari, you need to vote them out and vote one of yours in. I'm my own authority. (laughs) That's 
that's typically how we go. You know, <laughs> who rules you? Who really rules you? Well, I in my case, I rule I myself. I mean, there are plenty of people who who claim to rule me, such as His Excellency King Sununu, mm-hmm. Donald Trump, the Congress, all of these people. So Goodman, uh, the radio host or the podcast host, it's unclear what they were actually on, then questioned him asking, you know, are you saying the federal government has the ability to mandate vaccinations for all citizens? Absolutely, Dershowitz replied. And if you refuse to be vaccinated, the state has the power to literally take you to a doctor's office and plunge a needle into your arm. (laughs) So you don't even own your own body nope. in nope. the eyes of this lunatic. I look at the drug war. That's a key right, right there is I think that if you're talking about. There's a huge difference, though, between telling someone they can't imbibe something and forcing someone to imbibe. It's something. the same and, principle. And, and in fact, that's even worse because when you ingest some said drug, you're only who are you really hurting? just yourself and yet someone has decided that you can't even hurt yourself at least well, in, that's at why least suicide in this, is illegal at least in dershowitz's case he's talking about you actually hurting someone else pot- well, potentially yeah. i mean we're not going to honestly have body autonomy and body self-ownership until suicide is legal as long as that's illegal you don't own yourself you don't own your life and you can't because the government has a higher claim to it and says hey you can't end it You just heard highlights from the latest episode of Free Talk Live. You can download full episodes, subscribe to our podcast, listen live and more, all for free at freetalklive.com.